The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. To another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Oh. Hello. All right. Well, we have on the line with us on the hollow on the hollow channels. Um is Mikhailo and Brian from the Miles from Main Street podcast they're a disney podcast and uh that would try something different i mean i know we've had a lot of star wars podcasters on figure try something different uh brian put out a call about uh doing some cross promotion and i figured well I'll put it out there for mighty marvel geeks and wookie radio and brian caught that yes that is part of the disney family may not be about the parks but it is kind of about the parks a little bit as well. So uh, they took us up on it, and uh, or we took them up on it. Everything came together, and here we are. We're doing uh, Wookiees from Main Street, or Far From Main Street. It's <laughs> probably what I'll title this one. Uh, so how are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks for having us on. So tell us a little bit about y'all's show. Well, we're a couple of guys living in the Midwest and uh, trying to find ways to stay connected with Disney and Disney World. Um, Mikhailo uh, reached out and said, let's do a podcast um, when COVID was kind of hitting and and gave us a chance to talk together. And Kylo, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, basically, it's it's a way of making us feel like uh, we are a part of Disney and and kind of keeping that Disney magic going. Um, we definitely talk a lot more about the parks, um, but I mean, Star Wars is in there. We got uh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and I know growing up, I was a humongous Star Wars nerd, so I'm probably in the proper company right now. So i um, <laughs> super excited to talk to you guys. Well, we say Galaxy's Edge. We can't ignore the original Star Wars attraction either, Star Tours. 
Oh, for sure. I I love Star Tours. Um, even when I was a little kid, going on it, um, and uh, even to this day, uh, it's something that I really try to go on each time at the I'm at the parks. Uh, now that I'm older, I'm more prone to mo- motion sickness, so um, got to make sure I take that jam. I mean, before I get on that, uh, but I, I love that ride. Um, even the uh, the original uh, being, I mean, Lucas. Uh, what had a part in all of that. So it was just so cool um, how that was all put together. So. Right. The ride could do anything for me as far as star tours. I was just happy to see the Ewok village when it walked up. Now California is a little different. It looks more like a rebel base bunker. There, There is no central theming around it. If I remember I, I've never been there, but what I've seen in pictures is it's just the, the show building on the exterior. Uh, I don't remember there's any type of display. I know Tokyo has a an X-Wing out front of it where I'm seeing, but I don't remember what, it, what for uh, California. Yeah, California is kind of, it's interesting because... Um, there really isn't, you're right. There really, there isn't any facade out front. Uh, it's just kind of like a door, um, with a star tours, um, big sign that you just kind of walk into. And then Hollywood studios is, they have the more theatrical front to it where they they have an ad at and all kinds of stuff going on up front. But, um, I haven't, I haven't really seen any of the other parks other than Hollywood studios and, uh, and, uh, um, Disneyland. Okay. Wait, Disneyland or Disney World? Uh, Disneyland. Okay. Very cool. Um, do they still have that at it? Yes, they do. It's half an at it <laughs> because it was all the whole facade type of thing that you would see for a studio. So. Yeah, the the whole the whole concept behind it was it was supposed to be uh you're walking onto the film set of like almost like a a uh, sound stage film set but they made it for outdoors uh to use with with the queue line. Is that even as you're going through the queue line, part of it you'll see the front side of the tree, other side you'll see all the steel truss work and everything else. Well, that's why, see, that's why Lego's putting out that giant $800 um, AT-AT set. Yeah. So you can actually build the other half of that AT-AT to scale. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that story is coming. So uh, it's insane. Good Lord, that thing is huge. But, yeah. But before we get to that story. Uh, we're gonna play a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's Derek's favorite game. Uh, we're gonna play some Smuggler's mm-hmm. Feud. Now I gotta find my uh, my marks. Oh. I'm doing some cleaning around my desk. Move things around. You can't do that. You'll never find anything. <laughs> well, part of it is I have a Western Digital Elements desktop. That all of a sudden stopped working. Got my iTunes. So now that's a very large paperweight, right? Um, 
No. Because I have researched how I could potentially salvage the data off of it. Is it maybe just a control board? It's just a giant hard drive at this point. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Yeah. There, there, there's a control board that helps power the the drive, and that uh, control board may be dead. So I may have to find a new control board or find a, mm-hmm. a new control board on eBay or on Amazon. Swap it out. See if the information. Make sure the drive's not bad itself, and if if the drive is still good, then I can actually install it into the computer. Because all it is is an internal hard drive thrown into a a fancy case. Yeah, and that actually happens often. The, the USB will dry, or burn out or something like that. It's usually something in the case. It's not the hard drive itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking at getting another internal hard drive anyway. So now instead of adding one. I believe I could add two more, and I'm probably going to add two more. One nice. that's here and a five gig. Cool. Question. Do you, do you guys edit? So is, is all of this going to be on here? It's all still going to be on here. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, kind of a conversational type show usually. This is, this is what people, this is the content everybody wants right here. <laughs> that's right. It may sure. not, but, you know, it's all that fun. Um, so how the game's played, it's based on Family Feud, uh, and there was a card game, or a, I guess it's a card game. There was a, a card game system out there called Family Feud. There was a Disney version, there's a Marvel version, there's a Star Wars version. Um, now that I've said there's a Disney version, everyone on your show who's going to be coming to listen to you guys here is now going to be going nuts trying to find the Disney version. Um <laughs> We well, play- maybe not after they listen to us play it. True. <laughs> we don't yeah. we don't play it the way they say the game should be played because that's just not as fun for a podcast. We go back and forth. Um, I had a pen. <sighs> yeah. Um, go back and forth each round. Uh, you can either get a strike or the correct answer. First team to get three strikes, or if both teams get their third strike in the same round, um, the tie break is whoever scores the highest answer. So whoever, mm. it, that one's tie break. If not, a uh, situation like we had last week, um, our guests, End up striking out before Wookie Radio struck out. So obviously Wookie Radio got the win. Mm. So we really gotta write all that down. I know. I know. <laughs> I, Every time we play this, we we tell him he needs to just pre record all that. Yeah. So Miles from Main Street is first. So is so, this something that we're going to be able to, uh, like, I have Brian three. and I are going to be able to talk talk back and forth yes. and then decide on an answer? Yes. So I have three cars in front of me. I will let you all pick. Not that it'll help you, but. <laughs> One, two, three. 
gentlemen, which car would you like? Let's go with the second card. Okay. Five answers on the board. Which Star Wars character would most likely love dogs? <laughs> um, so, so Brian, I, I, I had a name pop into my head right away. Um, and, and I think it's kind of more because I think Mark Hamill would love dogs. In fact, I know Mark Hamill loves dogs. Um, so I guess that's, I mean, I, I would say Luke Skywalker. Um, this is where I clap and go, good answer, good answer. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Bark Hamill. I mean, that's his dog, so. <laughs> um, I can go with that. I, I think that's a good answer. Yeah? Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. Sure. We're going to go with Louis Skywalker. Mm. Oh. Really? Huh. Yep. And I will say, um, one of the other cards that we didn't pick tonight, but it may show up in the future, kind of goes with last week. Name an object you associate with the Rebel Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones are always terrible. Yes. But I got, I got this yeah. one, the first one for this one, Derek. It's pretty easy. Yeah. With Wookiee Radio, I think Chewie would be the first, one of the higher ones on the list. Chewbacca. <laughs> Number three. Oh, wow. Wow. Hanging. Should have taken that one. Back, back to <laughs> miles from Main Street. I thought that would be higher up on the list. Smack dab in the movie. middle. What do you think, Mikhailo? I'm thinking maybe Leia would like dogs. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog in the background. <laughs> Um, oh, no, yes, time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, it's me that my dog. Leia. One of my dogs is barking. What about like Darth Maul? <laughs> I don't think he likes. I don't, I, I don't think he likes anybody either. Um, I don't even know if he likes himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> he only likes half of himself. <laughs> That was, the that was the bottom half. <laughs> I was saying that Qui-Gon had to separate him from that half. <laughs> or, um, Obi-Wan. Yeah, let's 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 go with Leia. You you uh I gave the first one, Brian. You can you can give the second one. So we're going Princess Stay in, Leia? Stay mm -hmm. in the Skywalker family. Yeah, sure. Number yeah. two. What number? Wow. Two. Hmm. Uh, two. I gotta go with Han. I mean. Okay. He hangs out with you. Mm. So he's got like dogs, right? I think so. Number one answer. Ooh. Mm hmm. Uh, two left. I suspected as much. Two left. Hmm. 
and the, and the span goes from episode one through Clone Wars up to Force Awakens. Up to Force Awakens? Yep. Up through so Force Awakens. Okay. I was I was gonna say may, maybe Finn Finn kind of seems like 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 sometimes it feels like he has like golden retriever energy. So <laughs> I'm not gonna look at my golden retriever the same now. <laughs> um, or or maybe Ray because she took in BB-8 and it's kind of like a dog. <laughs> Um, I was kind of thinking that way with Ray, but mm-hmm. I don't hear you with Finn. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to go with Ray since we we both kind of agree on that? The only other one I was thinking was Obi Wan. You know, um, old, uh, older Obi Wan seems like he would really enjoy a dog. <laughs> 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 because he's so lonely. You know, let's mm. I was thinking Obi-Wan too, so let's let's go with Obi-Wan. All right. Final answer. Yep, Obi-Wan. Ah. Mm. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, I was leaning kind of towards Ray also myself, Derek. Mm-hmm. We can go with that if you want. <laughs> let's go with Ray. <laughs> Ryan Michaelo. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I was thinking Ray for the same reasons you guys were with the way she treated BB-8 when she first saw yep. him. Oh, and the way she treated Finn. If we, Finn was almost yeah. like a lost puppy dog, too. Hence <laughs> the golden retriever. One, if we do this right, yes. if we do this right, this will be one of our quickest games ever. I know. Oh, come on, move, move, move. So one answer left. <laughs> one answer left. And it's back to miles from Main Street. Okay. So the span is is fairly large. Um, Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Don't. You're starting that to overthink means a lot. Well, spans this. It's overthinking. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of the people, they got their answers from people on the street. Yeah. So they got oh. their answers from people sitting around the table while they were building the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably that too. So, you think Anakin would like a dog? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was kind of thinking oh. young Anakin would. Uh, well, maybe. Mechanical. But then, what about? Um, oh God! See, I don't. I don't think he would. That's why he built C three PO. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you think about it, he built a friend. <laughs> he, he always wanted a friend. Um, but it wasn't for him. It was for his mom. It's true. Um, what about... Yeah, he says that. <laughs> he was going to turn it into a girl. <laughs> oh, wow, he just hadn't bought the plating yet. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm gonna sound sound terrible, but the princess of Naboo, uh, what's her name? Amidala. Padme. Padme. Maybe Padme. But 
if I'm trying to not think too hard, um, like if if we tried to think of like somebody super obvious, like somebody that like is very recognizable to a layman's person in Star Wars, who have we not who have we not mentioned yet? I'm thinking R two D two. You know, I was <laughs> I was actually thinking R two D two too. <laughs> Um, seeing as how we're striking out here, I think we're yeah. going to strike out anyway. So let's go with R2. Go with, R- go with R2? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wookie <laughs> uh. Radio, you want one last crack at this to try and sweep the card? I don't know, Derek. What do you think? Wookie Radio does get the Hmm. That's it's not gonna be there, but I would think something like maybe Jabba the Hutt, because he's got that menagerie of all the other animals. Oh. Maybe. But I don't think that's gonna be on here. I was also thinking I was also thinking the Emperor just because he might be a little lonely too. <laughs> Dog's name is Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he he goes through dogs like one a day. <laughs> Final answer, gentlemen. We can go with Java. Whatever, that's fine. Yeah, let's hear the buzzer again. <laughs> See, did not sweep the card. Number four. Yoda. Ah. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know where they got that answer, but okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> time on Dagobah? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Hermit needs a dog. He seemed pretty grumpy by the time we see him on Dagobah. <laughs> well, maybe that's because he didn't have a dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he wasn't grumpy. He was like a cantankerous old man that was messing with every, with Luke. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was That's messing true. with him the whole time. <laughs> so, um, Star Wars stories. Actually, first off, um, before we get there, guys, tell us how, how y'all got into the Star Wars fandom. Well, um, I feel like I got into Star Wars kind of the same way that I got into Disney, which is kind of a family thing. Um, when I was young, my father showed me Star Wars, um, the original Star Wars, and I got really into that. Um, so he he was really into Star Wars. And then just from there, I kind of followed everything. Um, episode one came out when I was in like middle school. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just been like, I've just been following it and growing up with it kind of the same way um, everybody else my age has. Um, We kind of had like the older Star Wars and then the newer Star Wars as we were growing up. So it's kind of always been uh, a part of my life. And now uh, that um, the continued stories are coming out, um, I'm having a lot of fun kind of sitting with my friends. I remember one time I just sat after one of the movies that we watched and just talked about 
the possibilities of like where they might go. So um, just having friends that are into it too, and uh, just been growing up with it. Um, it's always been something that I've been interested in and now I'm able to go to it uh, at Disney world. So um, that means a lot to me. I kind of have the, those two fandoms um, put together uh, when I go to Disney world. So that's always fun. Very cool. What about you, Brian? Yeah, well, so I was born in 77, so it's kind of always been there for me. Um, my earliest uh-huh. memory is from kindergarten. Uh, I remember hanging out at a friend's house who had the making of Return of the Jedi because you couldn't get the movie yet. And <laughs> we would sit there and watch <laughs> the same 20 minutes over and over and over again to just to try to get as much as we could. Um but I, I kind of felt like I was on an island growing up. Uh, I grew up with um, mostly women around me, so uh, they didn't share my love <laughs> of Star Wars. And my sister still, still tells me I ruined sci- sci-fi for her, but that's her problem. Um, yeah, so, you know, Star Wars has just always been a part of my life. It's hard for me to really pinpoint how I got started. It's just always been there. Um, and I'm with Mikhailo, like the, the new Star Wars hotel that is going to be opening next year. It looks amazing. And you know, I'm scraping every penny together to hopefully get there and stay one of these days. You're going to have to scrape more than just pennies together for that I one. I just read they. Yeah, no kidding. I just read they just already sold out their first three months. Yeah. No, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not surprised. They sold out through May. Uh, I think June's being worked on. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I am in the process of trying to transfer over to the Star Wars hotel. That'd be yeah, awesome. yeah, that's definitely something that um I mean kind of talking about both my Star Wars fandom and my Disney World and Disney in general fandom, uh I feel like it would be hard for me to kind of pick what I'd want to do because I would love to kind of go and have that star Wars experience and be able to experience that hotel and experience galaxy's edge, uh, all together. But I'd also be in Disney world. So I'd want to be able to go and experience all those other things because that, um, hotel itself is kind of like its own thing. Like, I feel like if I went to go, you're all explore that. that. Yeah. Mm. Like I just, I just have to focus on just that hotel. And I feel like it'd be hard as a Disney World fan, to be able to do that. Well, the way they have it, well, set which, the way they have it, set oh, go up, ahead. You can only you check in. The only thing you do is the hotel, and then your half day in Galaxy's Edge. Lunch, depending on how full Docking Bay Seven gets, depends on whether you get to leave, probably supervised or escorted, leave to go to another <laughs> dining location, quick service dining location get food before coming back to the resort. Yeah, so it's so. got it's got some real like kind of like cruise line vibes. Uh which I mean I I've I've never taken a cruise before, so maybe I'd I'd be into that, but I just it'd be really cool to experience all of that. It would just be hard to, to kind of like only be doing that while I'm on Disney property. Yeah. Well you you plan a five, six day stay and your first three days are at the hotel. And then you transfer to another hotel for the rest of your trip. 
<laughs> only the, ho- <laughs> the hotel that three hotel stay is pretty much twice as much as I exactly. usually but, pay for a Disney vacation. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Then you gotta go sacrifice. Uh, <laughs> want to see all of Disney World? You see the hotel. Exactly. So, like I said, I'm I'm in the process of trying to transfer there. Uh, I'm a cast member at Walt <laughs> Disney World. Um, I'm trying to get part of the uh, the entertainment crew for the for the Scar- Star Cruiser. Awesome! Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, well, let's get into some some Star Wars stories here. Uh, first one I, I want to get into, kind of up my alley, one of my strong points in, with Star Wars. Um, I know these guys are into it as well, but uh. Star Wars Visions, the digital soundtracks are here. And oh, you cool. can stream them. <laughs> All right, wait. The show itself, Star Wars Visions, you can stream exclusively on Disney Plus, but they're available from Walt Disney Records. Um, immerse yourself in all nine sound- soundtracks wherever music is streamed. So they are going to be available on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Um, and it's each show, The Duel, Tatooine Rhapsody, Twins, The Village Bride, The Ninth Jedi, 2B1, The Elder, Bob and Ocho, and Akari. Uh, each one, uh, different Japanese uh, Composer, all available. Uh, plus, on StarWars.com, you can take a look at how each anime studio envisioned the series debut with their poster art for each short. Uh, go behind the scenes with the producers and watch along with episode guides, trailers, and more official coverage, which I have not done the episode guides for these yet. We may have to start tackling those, guys. Do the highlights from each one. Instead of recaps, just hit the highlights, takeaways. Yeah. So we may have to do that in the future. And um, actually, they're all they're up right now for streaming because I just found it. I have Title as my for a streaming service, and it's on there. Excellent. I will probably be going to iTunes to buy copies. I am a Star Wars music whore. Love the soundtracks. I have them for all the films. Uh, Every game that has been released, uh, I have them for each each episode of each from each season of uh, The Mandalorian, um, Rebels, Clone Wars, Resistance have it all is resistance really worth listening to it's not worth watching (laughs) i music wise being an audio engineer i i've always been fascinated by the soundtracks and i actually enjoy the soundtracks for for resistance to me that was one of the redeeming qualities of the show had a great soundtrack the music was really good yeah i definitely feel like music is is a large part of 
kind of the Star Wars canon. Just um, I feel like that's what really I mean, I come from a musical background. And so that was really big in my life. And I think that's kind of why my parents um, were so pulled towards um, Star Wars. And I mean, having John Williams compose the music is just insane. So I've always feel like that's been a big part of of the Star Wars canon and um, what Star Wars is. Now, if if they they probably won't anymore with the, with the different shows, if they were to release physical CDs, I'd be buying those too. Because uh, I I love having the collection of CDs. Um. Actually, I've got to get the CD for uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, just for the collection. Uh, I'm trying to think. I do have Solo. I do have Rogue One. I don't think they put out hard copies for Mandalorian. Clone Wars. I think there was some of the Clone Wars. I remember they made an um, LP for the Clone Wars also. I they made say, records for Clone Wars. I need to, I need to get the, I need to get the soundtrack for uh, Shadows of the Empire hmm. and for Knights of the Real Old Republic. Those were both great soundtracks. Those might be a little. Those might be a little trickier to find, but uh, I found <clears throat> a. Uh, I need to share it with you guys. Upload it to one of the Google Drives. Share it to you. Uh, I found an old. I had the original three and three quarter inch for Return of the Jedi. It's where I've gotten like some of the Wookie sounds and some of the other drops we've used in the past, like the ones where it sounds like it's bouncing from ear to ear. That same mm-hmm. company did a uh, a CD. It was a limited edition that had a video and all the audio clips for all three films plus additional stuff. And Hmm. I found it on, on eBay paid five bucks for it. I was able to pull the sound drops off with no problem. Now the actual program doesn't work on windows 10, but everything else is just fine. I love every minute of it. <laughs> um, but continuing with collectibles, Star Wars, bring home the bounty. Week five. This one's going to hurt the pocketbooks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save the big one for last out of the teams and out of the teams, right? Toys, games, and collectibles category. So I'm going to, uh, you can find this on uh, StarWars.com uh, for those listening who want to follow along. Um, Lego Star Wars, The Mandalorian Child and Child Brickheads. Uh, these have been brought back, uh, it looks like. So I, I want to say they I were out those. last year. They came out last yeah, year, they did. Right? And typically, shelf life is about six mm-hmm. months. And then, so for whatever reason, it's back, which is great. Um, either that or new stock came in because of supply chain. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Star Wars. This is technically a, an ultimate collector series 
are the Ultimate Collector Series line unofficially. Uh, the Child. And it's fully, I, I think this one, it's not quite life size. Zoe has the poured. She wanted the she wanted BB-8 at one point. I think she wanted this one at one point, um, but we did not get either one of those. But she has her port. These these are a challenging build, but they're fun. I don't think this one's life size. I know the porg is, but I don't believe this is. I think it's a hair smaller than life size. I am not sure. Uh, um, going to lego.com yes there's all the fan moments I don't want the fan moments I want the specs uh, this was introduced originally in 20 November 2020 but it's being brought back out I guess now for whatever reason Again, it must be a, a supply chain issue that caused this comeback. Um, also out is the Hasbro Star Wars Galactic, Galactic Snacking Grogu. Um, this has been out for a little bit as well. So I guess this is things that they're highlighting. Yeah. And, and there is some new things to add to it. Uh, like, I believe this next one is new. Uh, the Bounty Collection Grogu's Hover Pram Pack uh, with the mm -hmm. child collectible figure. Uh, there's also the Star Wars The Bounty Collection Child Hideaway Hover Pram Plush 3-in-1. That is new. Because uh, the Pram's got a little red on it. Uh, some new Black Series figures out uh mandalorian death watch and uh black series ahsoka um, both coming soon both based on the mandalorian series uh also two star wars hasbro the bounty collection series four these are the little minis oh yeah series four is coming out yeah we have a bunch of those and it's another set of six. I gotta get those. Uh, Funko Pop, Bounty Hunter, Darth Vader. This yeah, is, that's cool. This is the uh, from the Bounty Hunter line. Which we still haven't figured out what that last one was. Because uh... last month they introduced... Wait, this completes the set. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that is the last one. So start off with Boba Fett, went Bosk, IG eighty eight, Forlom, Dengar, Zuckus. And we kept trying to figure out which one was the last one. Or the seven, and it's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Which I think Derek, you said it was gonna be. It only made sense. Yeah. Yeah, that made sense, yeah. And he's got the, uh, he's pointing the finger with the no disintegrations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
novel keys as a SA X-Wing keycaps. What are keycaps? <laughs> it is... Uh, okay, one, they're expensive. 250 bucks. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's just the caps that go over the keys. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. They look cool. Oh. And then right next to that, at the end, uh, Grogu Holiday Plush and Hover Pram, which is available through Shop Disney. That's so cute. And then the final thing. Forget paying rent for one month. Get this instead. <laughs> the Lego <laughs> Ultimate Collector Series Star Wars Adat. <laughs> is this this is the largest Star Wars um, Lego they've ever made? Right? Uh, uh, no. That Millennium Falcon is Isn't pretty the, darn big. The original, the original. Uh, this may be the most expensive. No. They, yeah, but the Star Destroyer was only six hundred. This one's eight hundred dollars, and it's sixty-seven hundred pieces. Yeah, but the the, yeah. the last UCS Millennium Falcon was eight hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, but size-wise, how tall is this thing? I haven't actually seen it. I saw the commercial, um, but they don't like, they don't show like scale. The Specifications. Awesome. Measuring over 24 and a half inches high, 27 inches long, and nine and a half inches wide. So it's only two feet tall. Only two feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> so yep, that's what I said. As of November 1st, mm-hmm. 2021. I'm just going to, they said uh, the site's called The Collector. They list the top 30 biggest Lego sets ever. I'm just going to do the top four. <laughs> Coming in at number four, uh, the Lego Millennium Falcon UCS that's out now. The, the current one. 7,541 pieces. Oh, okay. In at number three, at a total of 9,000 36 pieces, the Lego Coliseum. Oh, yeah. I remember some of the building sets were supposed to be ginormously huge. Coming in at number two, at 9,090 pieces, Lego Titanic. Hmm. Oh, wow. Coming in at number one. But I don't think this one's fair. I mean, it counts. But they're little itty bitty pieces. Lego art world map, eleven thousand six hundred and ninety five <laughs> pieces. <laughs> but they're Can you all imagine the, that build. Yeah, that's. But they're. I believe these are all the Lego uh, one by round studs. Mm-hmm. I think that's getting by on a technicality. <laughs> 
That's kind of <laughs> cheating. It is cheating, but that many pieces, it's it's actually the most reasonable kit. Only costs two hundred and fifty bucks, but it comes out to each uh, the price per part is about two cents per brick. Oof. Even though all of them are single studs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I want to see those single studs drop in price on the buy a brick section on the Lego store, Lego website. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that at it. 25 inches high, 10 inches wide, 28 inches long. It comes with nine Lego minifigs. General Veers, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, a Stormtrooper commander, four snowtroopers, and two AT-AT drivers. Yeah. But, like, am I correct in this? Just like studios, you only build one side? No, it does have both sides. No, this yeah, has all of it, but sides. the side panels come off. Yeah. So you can re- use this to recreate. The inside is wicked cool. <laughs> but this would be the ideal set to recreate one from students. What, what yeah. I want to know is, does it come with a baby at-at inside of it? It doesn't. <laughs> no, but it says inside the main body has space for up to 40 minifigs. Oh. Um, four speeder bikes, which it comes with two speeder bikes. Yeah. And the E-Web heavy repeater that actually comes with it. And they do have uh, Lego mini add-ons that you can put put in as a. <laughs> <laughs> this thing looks gorgeous, though. This is probably the closest to to actual look from the film. That's what struck me as well when I saw the the ad for it the other day. It's just how realistic it looks. Cockpit's gorgeous. Just absolutely love the cockpit. Yeah. I love if you actually look when it, the one picture has a good view of the side that you can zoom in on. Um, which one of the it was uh, wasn't it Force Awakens that you actually see the inside of one of the AT-ATs? No. You see a couple of speeder bikes up inside the racks. Jedi Fallen Order. Was it Fallen Order? No, there was um, I thought it was one of the movies also. No, it was Fallen Order. But you can see the racks where the uh, where the uh, speeder bikes sit in the back. Mm. Yeah, it was Jedi Fallen Order that we get the gist that it's a dual layer. It's a two layer vehicle. It's yeah, never specified. If y'all had the money, I know this is going to be a silly question. <laughs> well, would this be the purchase to get? <laughs> Yeah, if I had the money, sure. Money, well, the problem is also space. Oh. I would have all the UCS sets if I had the money in space. I would find the space. Snowtroopers. There are two different looks to the snowtroopers. Hmm? I'm looking at it right now. They show two, they show two of the snowtroopers. And there are two different paint schemes. Very, very cool. 
and it's mainly on the chest. I think one's an officer. Let's see the rank pips up in the underneath the, the veil. Well, it said it comes with one snowtrooper commander. That would be a. Oh, yeah. Let me double check this. Yeah. Where am I at? I'm on Lego's site for it. Uh, there. Yeah, snowtrooper commander and four snowtroopers. Okay. So the commander. Two at drivers. Different. Yeah, commander's the different. So, so far on the t- toys, games, and collectibles highlights and what you guys would want to get. I want those Funko Pops. Yeah. The yeah. I was actually going to say Funko Pops as well. Um, I, I have a couple already. Um, and uh, for us to tie this back into the parks, that is something that I, I see at the parks a lot that um, I'm always pretty interested in. Mm. Mm. What about you, bro? I have a good collection of them. <laughs> yeah, I, um, if I had the money, I'd go after the edit. For sure. There's, there's some nostalgia around that for me, so I think that would be something mm. fun for me to get. Yeah. That would be awesome. A few years ago, I missed out on getting the last edit set they put out it's like a 120 dollar set they had it marked off uh 50 for black friday Oof. and then at the time being a disney you know I'm, I'm still a disney cast member but they were offering disney cast members a a deal for like an additional 20 or 30 percent off for black friday I walked into the store 15 minutes after the hour window that was on 50% off. Mm. Mm. I, oh, I missed that ad at for like, it would have cost me 30, 35 bucks. Wow. Missed it by 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> can you help a brother out there to know it's all programmed in computers? It's going to go right back up. <laughs> and we changed the clock in the computer. So, uh, apparel and accessories. Uh, Adidas has got some stuff out. Uh, Boba Fett Firebird track pants, uh, both in black and green. A Jabba's Room Throne Room t-shirt and hoodie. Both of these look appealing. Both of these probably are not going to fit me. Uh, Rock Love Star Wars 50th Anniversary Rebel Medallion. And uh, the the throw those t shirts and stuff come in a two X. Yeah, still not big enough. That's the sap. And the hoodie. It's probably two X as well. Uh, yeah, it's got a two X also. Yep. This is actually kind of cool though. If you look, the actual logo and stuff's all in the back. Yeah. Yeah, that hoodie's actually pretty sick. Not bad for 70 bucks either, especially for Adidas. And that's probably what it would run you if, like, it, even if it wasn't Star Wars branded, honestly. Yeah. I know they make hoodies bigger because I have one their uh, Climate Heat hoodies. 
that I have for work, it's all black. Uh, with black logo on it, as a matter of fact, so it kind of blends in. I put my name badge over the top of it. <laughs> um, Element has apparel out uh, and skateboards as well. Be cool to grab a skateboard and just put it on display on the wall. I'm not a skater, but uh, skateboards would be cool. This is like bringing bringing everything together. I I was a skater back in the day. I love Disney. I love Star Wars. This is apparently the place I needed to be tonight. <laughs> yeah, and I actually <laughs> I rode elements back in the day. So um, that 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 is actually pretty sweet. Uh, RSVLTS has some holiday sh- shirts out. Um, they also have lightsaber inspired koozies, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars fine jewelry. There's a bridal collection and Enso has the lightsaber series collection. Uh, for those who don't know, Enso is a, uh, I believe they're a silicone ring company. Yes, they are silicone rings. And there have been many people who have used these as uh, wedding bands. Uh, there's a Disney collection. There's a Star Wars collection. There is a... It's called Legends, Beveled. A uh, bunch, of, bunch of different varieties. And I think they're cool. I should probably get one for work, especially with the type of work I do. But right now, not knowing what type of silicone they use, I may have a reaction. I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Or I would seriously consider it. Yeah, Mike, you and I should probably talk later because uh, I am a lighting guy. <laughs> ah. Sounds like you're a sound guy. So I am an audio engineer, yep. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be very busy with candlelight here in this, starting in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Not this year. It's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. It, it's very sore subject this year. Oh. It, it's just the decision of when they announced it and when they decided. It just, it's not given time. We're. A lot of last-minute stuff. Mm. Um, now, Williams Sonoma has a Mandalorian adv- candy advent calendar this year. So not only can you get your Lego advent calendar, also get your and your Williams and Sonoma advent calendar. Yeah, it's a hefty price for candy, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And apparently in this set, there are, not only is there the Mandalorian, there is a Harry Potter, there is uh, a Dolly Parton. Looks like there may be uh, Peppermint Bark as well. So, actually two different Harry Potter advent calendars. One's a hundred and eleven bucks. 
Only? Wow. Only. Yeah. I'm guessing they're not made out of cardboard then. I have no clue. I would hope not. I would hope not as well. Uh, Books and comics uh, coming out. Um, Queen's Hope. From E.K. Johnson. Johnston. Video game wise, uh, if you play Disney Magic Kingdoms on your mobile device, uh, the Star Wars Mandalorian uh, event's coming soon. Starts tomorrow, actually. Does it? I play the game, yeah. I play it as well. I have, I think I have all the Star Wars characters that have come out so far. So, yeah. I have the sequel trilogy group most of them but i set the game aside for a couple of years just after they did that so i missed like all the characters after that i've got a look i i set the game down for a little bit uh thankfully with the last event you were able to go back and get a good chunk of the characters Okay, so I got Vader, I got the TIE pilot. Got Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie. I have Grief. I do not have Cara Dune. So maybe she'll be a part of this new. I have Mandalorian. I do not have Grogu. I do not have Quill. I have. Uh, First Order Trooper, Ren, Hux, BB-8, Poe, Finn, and Ray. And then coming out in this new set will be, uh, looks like Phoenix Shand, Ahsoka, and Boba Fett. From what they're showing in the app. Uh, I also have the C3P on R2D2. I think there's any other sets available to get. As I'm cycling through looking for their the icon that they use in the game is the lightsaber. So, yeah. I'm missing some, but I got all from the last set. Game's addicting. A little bit. Yeah, it can be. It's the whole... I got, Go ahead. I got a little tired of it because after a while, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. But, um, you know, like I said, I set it aside for a while and I'm, I'm, I picked it back up and and pretty pretty interested in it, so I'm excited. What do you for the do in the tomorrow. game? You you build a magic kingdom. So, oh, uh, okay. In it, the kingdom's been taken over. It's been cursed, or the land. So you got clear the curse, and then you go back and add 
and then you're creating like a village, but it's all Disney themed. Mm. Um, there are, there is a couple areas that are based around Star Wars. Right now, I have all my Star Wars buildings in that area, in that one area. Uh, I'm afraid to see, especially now that they, I just had the money and that made a, a push, clear this cursed area. I think there's new stuff coming that's going to take over. That's going to take up a lot of the space that I don't have. And the other that I'm going to have to put stuff here. Um, but you earn credits, earn points. My only down, one of my biggest downfalls with it, and it's why I stopped playing Jurassic World. Um, for a while, I was playing Smurfs when that first came out, and I stopped playing it. A lot of times, Smurfs. <laughs> yeah, there was a Smurfs village. It was actually kind of entertaining for the first month I was playing it. Then I got to that point. <laughs> and, and I think it's why I stopped playing Star Wars Commander as well. You get to a point, you build something. Oh, this will be ready in three days. No. Oh, yeah. I want it now. <clears throat> I mean, the, I think the area <laughs> I just cleared the curse, and I'm clearing the curse for. Let's see if I can find that. Uh, it'll be clear in another 18 hours and 56 minutes. I haven't come across anything in the game that's more than 24 hours, though. Even in the and still, I, 24 hours is. I, I'm not that patient. I spent a lot of time playing <laughs> Simpsons before Magic Kingdoms came along. And Simpsons, like, they were week long builds in there. So you'd, like, hit the thing and take, it'd say, we'll see you in a week. And it's like, okay. I'm yeah. going to leave now. Um. <laughs> yeah, when I come back in three months, it should be done. It, it's, I don't have the patience for that. Make it a half day? Cool. Then I may come back more. You know, I already come back into the game a couple times during the day anyway. Give me the, give me the motivation to come back. In a in a sixteen hour awake period, ideally, give me the motivation to come back two three times during the day for stuff. Now, I understand. I understand they're trying to do the you know, cash grabs in it as well. But give me, you know, make make some things easy. You know, make things easier to get. Even if you're paying for it, make it easier to get. That way the games can be entertaining. I feel like the gem rate has gone up on it, um, which is kind of the currency that yeah. you, you where you would spend your money. I feel like what you're getting for free out of that has gone up. You're getting them a little quicker now. Um, that's just my general feeling on it. And I've only been playing it for a few weeks since I had set it aside. But Gem, gem rate's gone up. But the uh, the blue potion, which is the big currency, yeah, has you get less now than what you okay. used to. Like I, I'm almost ready to get Donald Duck. Did I clear that curse area? I'm like, okay, 
oh, wait, I got the final two heads I needed for Donald. No, now I got to build up the, the potion aspect so I could now unlock Donald. Um, there's others, you know, to try and get the, the second uh, stepsister from Cinderella. It, it's it's a pain. It's one of those. I got only one character because I can't level up everyone else because I'm just not getting enough currency quick enough, various currencies quick enough to be able to catch up with the different things. And that's where I set it aside was even just to get those tokens, like the hats and different things that you're talking about. Um, it took forever to get some of those. Yeah. Um, I'm working on Pocahontas right now, and I think it's Bambi and Thumper are the only two that can get one of her tokens, and she needs 50 of them. And so it's been it's been a grind for that. So, See, I don't even think Pocahontas is available to me. And it sounds weird. It's like I'm getting, um, still trying to get Pascal. Uh, and that one's a, a pain because. A lot of everything I need to get is you got to buy the chest. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying the chest. Uh, I could potentially go back and get some of those Star Wars figures, Star Wars characters, Grogu and, and Quill with the chest. I'll see if they're available once the new event drops. See what happens that way. I'm hoping they I looked get ahead at, at the the gift, you know, the daily gift that you give, they give you. Right. Um, tomorrow, there's a lot of Star Wars characters in the in the chest that they're giving us. So I'm hoping I get one of those characters. But knowing my luck, I'm going to end up with a concession stand, which I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, now, other collectibles that have come out. Did you guys get a chance to uh, see the Droid Factory? droid for this year no i was just seeing that yeah it looks really cool it is r5 d33r which i'm okay it's an r5 unit i i love my r2s but i'm becoming a, a fan of r5 units as well um it's a white with red and red and gold slash tannish color r5 unit that comes with uh, antlers on top to make it an ear and make it like a deer. Hence why it's <laughs> R5, R5 deer, so to speak. Which, which is a change from the moniker they had been using in the past, because in the past this would have potentially been R5 H21. But to change it to deer, uh, I absolutely love. Now, uh, they, StarWars.com talks to a uh, brand merchant. Uh, he, he's his brand, Cody Hampton, who's part of brand merchandising at Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Um, they said, you know, every year the team gets excited about the new droid for the holiday season. Uh, the last two years, they've been BB-8 droid or BB units. Uh, I'm glad they're back to the... Uh, to the Astromax because there's only so much Christmas ornament vibe you could do with a, a ball unit. Um, 
this one looks like it's inspired from uh, from Hoth. So drawing on the traditional archetypes of the season, Reindeer and Ralph McQuarrie's holiday illustration where he has R2-D2 and antlers, which I have that figure set, which came, uh, that came out, that was a Star Wars hyperspace exclusive back in the day when they had the shop. You had to be a hyperspace member to get it. Uh, they found their same inspiration for uh, R5, R5 deer. Uh, also, too, this is the first time they've had an R5 dome in the uh, Christmas holiday offerings. Hmm. In the past, we've had R4 and R2 and uh, an R3 series, which those have kind of been re-released, but with a twist. The originals did not come with scarves. These new ones do. And they were available in a uh, in the four-pack, in the Droid Factory four-pack this year, which I believe you can still get at the parks, but they are sold out at the moment at Shop Disney. Seems like something they would re-release if it's sold out this early, doesn't it? I would think so, but look at this year's uh, Halloween Boo Boo Twenty One. That sold out quick and never came back. Hmm. Anyway, and that and all that stuff dropped in like August, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Insane. Uh the the R two Rainbow, same thing, dropped in June, disappeared in literally a week. So, um, yeah, the, these are well set. I, I did pick up Deer, uh, so I have him. I do have the others, and I think this year I'm going to let them breathe because uh, I want to see if I can find on eBay the holiday Jawas that they did years ago and uh, do a little scene, my own kind <laughs> of Star Wars scene for them. An activity scene. <laughs> yeah. In many ways, I mean, it, it's if I could find a probe droid that I could take apart and put in a bag and put like a wreath on it. <laughs> um, it's just just something put it near the Star Wars Christmas tree that we put up every year. So yeah, that's awesome. So that would be fun. Um, looking. And this just out, I'll let y'all get your get y'all's opinion on this. Disney Plus Day is on Friday as we're recording, twelfth. So it will have already happened by the time this drops. But we do know for sure in quarter four, twenty twenty two. Now That could be debatable when quarter four is. If you look at the actual quarter four, if you go by quarter four, okay, we're looking at October, November, December. We go Disney's quarter four, we're looking June, July, or August. Or no, their quarter four is July, August, September. 
is October 1st is the start of the court of the fiscal years for at least the parks and I believe for the company itself because they tend to coincide with the parks. Yeah, but when they talk release dates, they're going to be talking about actual calendar year. So we're looking next Christmas or next holiday season. And Andor will take place five years before Rogue One. And the rumor's still out there that Circus is returning as Supreme Leader Snoke, but won't be Supreme Leader at that time. He may just be in a pickle jar floating around talking to people. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Quite possibly. Uh, now, people who could come back, uh, Forrest Whitaker as Saul Guerrero, um, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma, along with Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk said he is a part of the series, but not, yeah. I believe, not a part of season one, unless it comes in at the tail end. Yeah, that was the last <clears throat> thing we heard. We'll probably get, um, what's his name? I think Jimmy Smith says um, Bale. Possibly. Does Bale Organo mm-hmm. maybe in it? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, which one of the rebel generals was the one in charge of intelligence? That was, um, that wasn't Dodonna. What, there at Yavin? That was Dodonna. Yeah. Dodonna. Huh? Dodonna. But he was in charge of intelligence? No, there was one that was specifically intelligence. Oh. He was in Rogue One. Well, Dodonna's the, the head of yeah. Yavin base. Mon this is going to be before Yavin, though. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. But it sounds like this is basically mm. going to be starting at that same point that we see Rebels start. That five-year mark before. And of course, Rebels, after season one, jumps. Three, four years. Because of the aging and the and the growth in Ezra. So um before we wrap things up, I wanna give uh Brian and and Michaela I said that wrong. Because <laughs> I'm not Mikhailo. Mikhailo. <laughs> a chance to turn the tables and ask us a couple questions. Um, this is kind of my go-to um, uh, Star Wars trivia, and most of the time, me and my Star Wars friends, we we all already know this, and I'm sure you guys are going to be able to um, just get it right away. Um, but I just want to throw it out there because this is uh, something that me and my other Star Wars nerds tend to talk about. Um, but the trivia question I have for you guys is what is the code name for the stolen shuttle in Return of the Jedi? Oh, I got it. You guys got it? I'm trying to remember. I know the ship's name. That's what he's talking about, the actual name of the ship. Yep. It's Tiberium. No, Tiderian. Tiderian. Tiderian, yep. I was thinking 
code name, not ship name. Shuttle, shuttle Tiderium. Yep. yep. For some reason, that's that's just kind of always my go-to um, <laughs> Star Wars trivia question. Um, it's a good question. And uh, yeah, I love I love nerding out with with uh, Star Wars trivia too. So that's always fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess for me, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I love to hear, um, people's take on the newer, um, Disney movies that are coming out, um, for, for Star Wars, um, kind of the post, um, uh, like the the third the third trilogy, um, kind of how how everybody thinks of that. Um, and I know I'm probably could be opening up a can of worms, um, hmm. but yeah, kind of like where where you're where how do you guys feel about um, the newer ones that are that are coming out now? Specifically, the sequel trilogy, or just the Disney era of films in general? Specifically, the sequel trilogy. Well, we've talked we've talked about it on here a lot. The I think in general we they're fine. I mean, there's there's plenty of problems. We've talked about the problems, but it's still Star Wars. And at the end of the day, a terrible Star Wars movie is still a sit down go to movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's I I, that, I that's, actually I have recently been discussing this with a. My best friend of 40 years, who I do another podcast with. And um, I think overall, the whole sequel trilogy, um, I'm left with a lot of disappointment, but not exactly in the movies themselves. Uh, some of it is a little disappointment in. in in the way like there wasn't like a cohesive plan through the trilogy and everything. But I'm, I'm also very disappointed in the way the fandom has reacted to the movies as well. And, and kind of, you know, the, the negativity and the negative fans kind of, I try not to let, it bother me, but it kind of puts a damper on, on everything in some ways, which is unfortunate. But so I don't know. It's like I when I try to think of the movies themselves, um, there's some good, there's some bad, uh, some things I wish were done differently. Not a huge deal overall. I enjoy them, but then, like I said. Every, the, the, all the reaction, all the all the negativity and vitriol towards towards them. Sometimes it just gets to me. I would agree completely with that. Um, that I thought Last Jedi was fine. I didn't have any problems with it. I I actually liked Last Jedi. Yeah, but I think that we ended up with what Rise of Skywalker became because of what happened with the fan base for last Jedi I agree. and that, yeah, that it's just, yeah, Mikhailo and I, we haven't really talked about the story, those movies either, but 
Um, I was really disappointed in the last movie. I thought that they had somewhere to go I after was Last Jedi. Yeah. And they kind of just threw everything out the window. And mm. I mean, if you're talking about a, a how you watch the video or watch these movies, you could throw seven, eight out, watch nine and not miss a beat. That's how I feel right. about it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. I see your point in that. Like we've said before, the sequel trilogy is basically a lesson in how to do Star Wars like a relay race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's what it was. Because there was uh, there was no... Um, it didn't seem like there was anything to, to tie the movies together when handing off from one to another. There was no out... J.J. Abrams, right. who started the whole thing, didn't put out an outline of here's the key points that need to be hit for the film. You can't stray because this is what Lucasfilm signed off on. Right. Create. Right. Hit. Well, Ken, it's like you with wrestling. If you're not scripted your, your promo, you're given highlights uh-huh. to touch on. If you're given the highlights, cool. Make sure you hit your highlights. Anything else you want to do around it, it's fair game. Yeah. That's what they should have done with this. But I don't think they did. Well, since none of us are behind the no, scenes, exactly, they may have yeah. done that, but they gave Ryan Johnson full control to do whatever he wanted. So he just, he may have just thrown that outline out the window and said, that's not the way I want to do it. And and I don't know. And if that was the case, someone no, should have it back. But I don't believe he, they did. Jay Abrams has admitted he that they didn't have a he didn't have a full plan for everything. Yeah, he just did the one film and said, "Okay, it's up to you. Do what you want." Yeah, which was a, he said he only wanted to do the one from the get go. And see, and I think that, right. was, the, that was the other mistake. Yes. Kathleen Kennedy should have said, "No, bringing you on, you should do all three. Whether you're directing, producing, directing, or just producer." On the other two, you're involved in all but, three. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're planning it as a trilogy, that usually means it's a three-part story. Right. Yep. That's the and other not thing. not just I'm, a movie with two sequels. Right. I'm so tired of hearing them, you know, people complain about Kathleen Kennedy so much. It's not all her fault. No. It's not. I mean, she had the... You know, she... With the sequel, she tried to continue George's vision to some extent. But I I just don't... The only complaint I would have had with Kathleen is she didn't put her foot down as much as she should have. Sure, I agree with that. Uh, and I think making the decision of not having... I mean, right away, 2015, she should have just went ahead and made Dave Filoni head of creative from the get go, mm. instead of waiting till 2019, instead of waiting till 2020. Yeah, waiting that five years, she she should have just come out and said it from the get go. But to hear to hear the you know the people that say, oh, she ruined Star Wars or Disney ruined Star Wars, that's not the case. 
No, there's a lot of great content that has come out. It's just those yeah. movies are the focus that everyone's worried about. I I think Disney and Lucasfilm made a mistake by not listening to Ron Howard with Solo and asked for it to be pushed back. Mm. Even if mm. even if it was as we've said on here many times, even if it was just pushed back from May to August, and made a Labor Day film. I think it could have been more successful and more accepted theatrically by the fans. Yeah, it was just too close to right. uh, Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi, and and they just yep. didn't do anything. They they pulled a uh, they pulled a John Carter with it. Yeah, they really did. You know, no, no real advertising. And I, I, Everything, I thought, I thought Solo was overall a pretty good movie. A lot yeah. of the fans who critiqued it and were um, harsh on it because of Last Jedi when they finally watched it on streaming or bought the DVD, Blu-ray, they they praised it. Oh, it was a lot better film. Well, yeah, it was a lot better on the big screen as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. But it, it, it's, it was just as good on the big screen. It's unfortunate, the, the series of events that happened there, because it seems like um, they're going to be pushing most of the content out to Disney Plus now. And... I still mm-hmm. want those big screen movies and, you know, uh, yeah, we will still get them. Um, I know it's been talked about rogue squadrons now being pushed back to 20, 23. It was always supposed yeah. to be 2023 farther, it's supposed to be further like 2024, maybe 2025. But there's a, See, I think, I think but, it's an unfortunate trend in movies in general. Is before they've even written a script, they get a release date. Yeah. Because the theater says, I want to lock in this date so no one else grabs it. Instead of waiting to see what how it develops, and then about it, maybe a year out, once they're already in filming, they have a better timeline of what they're doing, then give it a release date of where this is when we're going to aim for. Or don't release it. Right. Don't tell anybody when your release date is. Lock it right. in there and say, okay, this is when I want to release it. And then tell us once they know they're going to hit it. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is to the uh, what did they say? Kevin Feige's film that I guess he's writing this is going to be directed by someone else. Will be taking the spot of Rogue One of Rogue Squadron. Yeah, and it will be based on the High Republic. Hmm. Well, that was the Instead rumors the, we've heard for over a year yeah, now since High no, Republic's been out. Yeah. Now it was, gonna be, it was supposedly going to be based on the Old Republic. But now it's going to be based on the High Republic. So I'm sure it's probably going to have tie in with the Acolyte. But it only makes sense that it's High Republic because Feige is involved with Story Group on what. Or no. I'm going the wrong direction. He's not involved. Yeah, he's Marvel, but he's Marvel Studios, not Marvel Entertainment. Yeah. But I'm sure he's getting all the inside information, though, 
to tie in. I thought I'd heard that with pushing back Rogue Squadron, it wasn't going to be the Feige film taking its place. There was something they hadn't really mentioned yet. Well, the nice thing is, since they're the um, Skywalker saga is done officially, and they've taken the time to step away from movies and start developing the TV stuff, they're not being forced to put movies out, so they can actually take their time and figure out exactly how they want to do it. Right. Yeah. But they were... Because there's new content coming out all the time now. Yeah. Now, supposedly there's a Star Wars film, another Star Wars film slated for 2025 and 2027. And assume those dates are going to change at this point. Quite possibly. Four years out. They've not even started writing those yet. Well, we can see what happens on... uh, what type of news we get either on Disney Plus Day about those projects, or we wait and see what appears on uh, on the Thanksgiving State of the Company address that ABC's been doing the last couple of years mm. in place of a Thanksgiving special. Yeah. So are you guys excited for Kenobi then? We're getting a trailer on Friday is what I'm hearing. So Well, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Kenobi would be great to, to see. Uh, I would love to see something on Andor. Uh, mm. it, I, you know, it's been filming. Um, well, Kenobi and Andor is both supposed to be just about in the can. All filming is done. They're just doing post-production on both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear more about Ahsoka. Yeah. Yes. Supposedly, Mandalorian's already shooting. Boba Fett's already shot and ready to go, just about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mandalorian mm-hmm. 3 is um, shooting at the moment, so we may get something from that. And, and I think it's funny. People go, oh, there's a new, new character, new character. And I'm like, no, that looks like Pedro Pascal's stunt double. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and there's always a new character in Mandalorian. That's just the way it works. We just don't know yeah. what it is yet. You can't do seasons and seasons with all the same characters. Of course not. Especially when you got when you let Grogu go away. Yep. In theory. In theory. In theory. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go now. Very true. Very true. Well, gotta ask it. Any final thoughts from anyone? I have a real quick one. Sure. Um, everybody listening to this knows that we film. We uh, yeah, we film. We record this on <laughs> Wednesday night, so it's um, for us. It's November tenth, and uh, there was something that happened on November tenth, twenty three years ago. Today, if you want to feel old. I was getting ready to start my first Thanksgiving as a Disney cast member. 23 years ago today, the first teaser poster for The Phantom Menace was released. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The one with Anakin and the, um, the shadow on the hut is Darth Vader. That was released on November 10th, 1998, 23 years ago today. We're old. <sighs> Iconic. <laughs> And hey, remember, you were asking about the sequel trilogy. Um, At this point, 
what two years out, two or so years out from um, the end of yeah, the sequel or prequel trilogy. The internet was going as crazy and bananas as it is now for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> they got a very similar reaction from the very young internet <laughs> when those movies were being put out. Yeah. <laughs> and look where they're at now. Now that the kids who were children then are are starting to reach 30 and stuff, that was the Star Wars they grew up with. They loved oh, those movies. Oh, wait. I love those movies. <laughs> you won't go that far. My doc, first film came out, those sequels came out in what, 2015? Yeah. Six years ago? Seven years ago, yeah. Seven years ago, yeah. My daughter oh my had God. just turned five. Yeah. Well, and she turns twelve that's why next weekend. I love the quote where it said, "No matter love it, hate it, or whatever, every Star Wars that's ever been put out, anything that's ever been put out content-wise, is someone's first Star Wars, and it was what introduced them to the love of Star Wars." So, like Resistance, all of us thought it was okay. It wasn't aimed at us, but there are kids out there that resistance is what introduced them to this world, galaxy far, far away. So he didn't take to resistance like I thought she would. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Um, it's interesting to talk to to different generations of people that grew up like like you guys said. Um, you were saying that you you watched Star Wars from your dad, but it, and uh, it's interesting because we all grew up watching Star Wars on the screen. I mean, if you talk to people that like their first Star Wars was the prequels or whatever, it's just really it's interesting sometimes to see those different perspectives. Yeah. And we're we're a few of the generation that remembers the true dark times of Star Wars. After what nineteen eighty five, all of a sudden there was nothing until nineteen ninety one. Mm-hmm. You had like six years of no content at all, unless you were playing role playing games. <laughs> there was no toys, no books, no comics, no anything until Timothy Zahn dropped the um, Thrawn trilogy, and then it exploded. Mm-hmm. And we've had Star Wars ever since. Every year or every couple of months, you get something new. It reignited the fire and it's just kept going this entire time. Yep. And imagine if we didn't, if that was it and we never got any Star Wars ever again. Mm hmm. Well, if it wasn't for those books, there's a good chance Lucas doesn't. doesn't decide to make the um, re-release the original trilogy and then make the sequels or prequels. Mm-hmm. If those books don't hit and does don't do what they don't reignite the fandom the way they did. Yeah. Lucas Before- could have grabbed his toy sales and just peaced out and just lived a good life. Yep. <laughs> well, the toy, the toys weren't even going anymore. Toy the toys stop- had pretty much been done already. That was five. Yeah. And then when did the next part the power of the force start? 92, 93? Uh, something like that. Mm. And that was after um, the Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire was 91. Uh, toys. 
200. That also, that's, that's crazy. That sounds so much about like ar- around the time I started to buy X wings and stuff like that as a little kid. Cause mm-hmm. I remember having all that stuff, like those old school X wings and everything like that. Yeah. Power right around that time was when I was getting them. Power of the force was 95. Yeah. Yeah. That's when, and then right after that, uh, 95, and then uh, Shadows of the Empire in 96. Then you get the re-release of the original trilogy. And then the Power of the Force 2 was started in 97. Mm-hmm. 97 to 2000. With, uh, but there was a time in there between 85 and 91 that there was nothing at all. 85 to 95. Mm-hmm. There was a 10-year period. We saw nothing. Well, no, like I said, once you get to 91, you're actually starting to get content again, though. I mean, it was all in book form, but... I mean, even Dark Horse, the comic books didn't even restart until 92, 93, wasn't it? When the Dark Horse picked it up? Uh, yeah. Or it may have been closer to 91. I don't know. But publishing, basically... The um the part everybody complains about because it got thrown set aside for a while, the legend stuff is basically what reignited Star Wars. That's why I have an entire bookshelf with just books from the nineties and two thousands. <laughs> Where can people find you guys online? So you find us on Facebook. We're at Miles from Main Street Podcast. Um, you'll find us on Instagram. Same thing at Miles from Main Street. And I believe it's at Miles at Miles from, I can't remember our Twitter handle now. <laughs> but we're on Twitter as well. Um, but uh, you can find us there. You can email us at uh Miles from Main Street Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to listen to us, we're on any platform that you guys find your podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it was a fun time. Hope you guys have fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anytime I get to nerd out about this stuff, I, I'll, I'll take it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was our pleasure. And until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.